With Siata Dishmaya, let's continue on opening up here from the Ram Chal, uh, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Luzato of Shalom, and knowing God's plan. So now let's continue here. And the Rabbi says, We have come to an understanding of man's composition and his condition in terms of both his soul and his body during the various time phases arranged and appointed for him. And now we need to understand how God's guidance of the world relates to man in all these time phases and how it relates to his body and how it relates to his soul. And the student says, this is certainly a sensible way to structure our discussion since everything needs to be explained in the right place and the general scheme and at the right time. Now complete what you were saying. The rabbi then says, consider the fact that there are physical entities and spiritual entities. See how much different there is between them. The physical realm is undoubtedly lowly in comparison to the spiritual, which is by nature elevated and sublime. You can see how much of God's light there is in spiritual things and how much darkness and deficiency there is in physical things. We are therefore able to perceive two different creative processes at work. One process involves a strong influx of light and a powerful creative force, which gives rise to the spiritual realm, while the other involves a minimal influx of light and weak creative force, which give rise to the physical realm. There are two divine attributes responsible for these two creative processes. The attribute responsible for the influx of light is a product of God's infinite goodness, while the attribute responsible for the absence of light is a product of the concealment of his goodness. And here it says that a footnote, the attribute of the revelation of God's presence is a manifestation of God's infinite goodness. It consists of an extremely powerful influx of spiritual light, which gives rise to entities that are elevated and holy. And the attribute of the concealment of God's presence and goodness consists of an extremely weak influx that gives rise to lowly physical entities. And now to continue, now it's evident that the beings in the spiritual realm are totally involved with holiness while the beings of the physical realm are immersed in the mundane, the mundane, involved only with lowly and contemptible things. We can therefore understand that all of man's effort under the sun is utterly futility and that in this aspect he has no superiority over the animal realm. He must eat, drink, and engage in commerce which undoubtedly are all lowly and inferior acts. The general principle is that all physical things and the matters of this world are in essence dark and without light. And this is a consequence of God hiding himself and not illuminating the world with the light of his holiness. Instead, he leads the physical realm into a desolate wasteland, sunken in its lowly ways. Spiritual things, on the other hand, are filled with God's presence since he suffuses them with the light of his holiness. And this is self-evident. You should now understand that these two divine attributes are the foundations and the root of the way God directs creation. Number one, the attribute of the concealment of God's presence through which he hides and conceals himself and does not reveal the majesty of his glory. And number two, the attribute of the revelation of his presence. And just as these two attributes are the foundation of the way God runs the world, so too they are the foundation of the type of beings that he creates. All coarse and unrefined creatures are created only through the concealment of his presence, since he did not suffuse them with the light of his holiness. 
exalted spiritual beings, however, are created by a revelation of the light of his presence. The soul-body combination is based on these two, same two principles. All aspects of the body and its functioning are constantly brought about by the concealment of God's presence. While all aspects of the soul are brought about by the revelation of his presence. Man himself is both the one who perfects and the one who becomes perfected because he perfects himself through his task of serving God. And this is what our sages meant when they noted that the phrase va'asisem osam it's written as if it said va'asisem atem man has the ability to strengthen his physical side and his attachment to the physical things or his spiritual side and his attachment to spiritual things if he is drawn after his physical side what he sees with his eyes and feels in his heart his soul instead of helping the body by purifying it becomes immersed in darkness causing itself great loss and damage in the process if on the other hand he overcomes his negative drives and separates himself from the futilities of this world in order to go in the ways of the torah and its mitzvot his soul will prevail over his body and succeed in purifying it so now we can better understand what is happening in the world and the difference between the earlier generations and the later generations the truth is that anyone who considers the matter that god gave us to reflect upon will certainly be astounded by what he sees people running back and forth day and night without stopping each one following his own path and being wearied and exhausted by it what are they toiling for for eating and drinking for emptying vanities for a world of nothingness which is soon gone here today and in the grave tomorrow but anyone who can see clearly will certainly understand that man was not created for this rather all his efforts should be directed towards experiencing the glory of his creator and this is the reason he was created and this is the reason he was granted great understanding and wisdom he was not created in order to spend all his time in commerce or other types of meaningless activity however it is man himself who has ruined his ways and brought about the situation he finds himself in today and in each generation the situation worsens whereas the earlier generations were closer to wisdom and elevated themselves to a higher level of understanding the later generations have distanced themselves from true understanding and are immersed in physicality and the matters of this world obsessed by commerce and all sorts of crafts which leave nothing of value behind them at all as we have explained the cause of all this is what i have already mentioned god created the body by concealing his presence rather than through revealing the light of his presence as a result the body is dark and coarse the soul on the other hand is created through the revelation of his presence and through the attribute of pure goodness as a result it has ex e eternal existence and is totally pure however if man gives precedence to the body and puts it in charge god responds measure for measure and hides his presence from him since the body is derived from the attribute of divine concealment itself when man chooses to strengthen the body over the soul measure for measure god strengthens the concealment of his presence and as a consequence of this he becomes distant from the true light of life and from wisdom and understanding instead he ends up sunken in the filth and grime of physicality and lost 
and the vanities of this world. And this is just what happened first to Adam and then to his descendants until the present day, since they were pulled after the illusions of their eyes and put the body in charge rather than the soul. God in turn concealed his presence from them. He told Adam in the beginning, by the sweat of your brow, you shall eat bread. We see this in Bereshit. And from that day on, all of man's labor is for his mouth. Yet he's never satisfied. We see this in Kohelis. As a result of this, wisdom has been constantly decreasing and disappearing from mankind. Now, it is, fundament, it is a fundamental principle that the thoughts and desires of a person are dictated by the limitations of his conscious mind. As we have learned that man's obsession with the physical causes God to conceal his presence, and this in turn causes that man's consciousness is no longer filled with the strong influx of divine illumination. Since his conscious mind is now much more limited, his thought processes become more mundane and his base desires become stronger. And we see, for example, that a young boy has no understanding of what wisdom is, nor does he have the slightest desire to attain it. In fact, every young child wants to get away from school and only cares about the foolish things that he's involved in. As his mind develops and expands its horizons, he begins to become attracted and more refined to more refined subjects. His, this process continues as he further elevates himself. The same holds true for mankind as a whole. As long as their minds were filled with the powerful influx of divine illumination, they could only find satisfaction in the attainment of wisdom and what is truly good. But now that their minds are no longer filled with this illumination, they only care about the futile pleasures of this world. The terrible consequence of Adam's sin was that God's spiritual light and influx were removed from mankind until he found himself totally sunken in a world of gross physicality. God rectified the effects of Adam's sin when he gave the Torah to the Jewish people. And the sages tell us that when the Jewish people stood at Mount Sinai to receive the Torah, they were purified of the negative effects caused by the sin of Adam. All illness and infirmities disappeared and they were no longer subject to death. On this level, they were able to experience a total revelation of God's presence. However, when they sinned with the golden calf, they fell back to the level of mortality and darkness. But they lost this level as a result of the sin of the golden calf and all their other sins. The world once again became immersed in darkness, governed by the illusory processes of nature. However, if man will cause his soul to rule over his body, God in turn will cause the light of his presence to be revealed to him. He would elevate him to such a high level that he will become like one of the most exalted types of angels, since the righteous are even greater than the ministering angels. We see this in Sanhedrin. And this is what happened to the enlightened generation when they stood at Mount Sinai. To the, to, and this is what happened, what will happen at the time of the final redemption, about which it is written, I will pour my spirit upon all people. The Jewish people in the world in general have actually been worthy of experiencing certain levels of this good at different points in their history, sometimes more and sometimes less. Examples of this were the generation of Moshe, the generation of David Amalek, the generation of Shlomo Amalek, and similarly all the other generations that were worthy of experiencing God's goodness. All this was brought about by the spiritual elevation they attained through the merits of their deeds, which in turn caused a corresponding revelation of God's presence to them. And note that when we note that when we have a detailed understanding of the nature of man's body and soul, according to the exact way they were created, and of how they are linked to the concealment and revelation of God's presence, 
We will automatically understand the general principles of the way God has directed and continues to direct the world, sometimes for better and sometimes hospitalon for worse. We will see the awesome wisdom involved in this system of direction. We will see how fundamental man is to the whole scheme of things, since the entire world and everything that happens in it, from the beginning to the end of time, depends on man and his actions. So the student now says, What you have said is certainly very satisfying, since it enables us to see the great wisdom involved in the way God runs the world. We can see the close connection between man's being and the wider universe and between what happens to man and what happens in the wider universe. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve Amen.